Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And guys, we are here with our special guest, Just Just the Boys. boys. Just us, again. It's just us again. It's the season finale. We thought, you know, who better to usher in the end of the season than just the three of us? Yeah. I I will say it's been a bit of a journey because there's times that we're we're desperate for guests Mm -hmm. and we wouldn't know anything to talk about. And now it's like we savor these Just the Boy moments. Yeah. And and I think that we really kind of wanted to... We went, we went after a few real big fishes and we got those few fishes for not to watch episodes with. Yep. And so we feel content with like a bonus episode we're going to put out after this. Mm. We tried to get the band Real Big Fish, yeah. the ska <laughs> band from the 90s, to get Real Big Fish. Yeah. And uh, they're kind of think they're coming on. I think all of them. Yeah, we tried to get the entire cast of the movie Big Fish. Yep, we did. We tried to get uh, is it Billy Crudup. Uh-huh. And yeah. you and McGregor agreed, but we're like, well, you have nothing to do with the show. Yeah. You can't be were on you it. Were you on Sex and the City? <laughs> yeah. I don't we, think so. Yeah. We, it was like... This isn't a Moulin Rouge podcast guy, yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, this isn't Fargo season three podcast or Train Spotting, you doofus, yeah, dude. You on. and McGregor will not stop emailing. He's just us. trying to get on every week, man. Dude, come on. oh my gosh, that he's so annoying now that we all say getting McGregor does. When some just like annoying person will not leave you alone, we're like, all right, dude, got McGregor again. Just getting McGregor right now, and it's so ridiculous it doesn't seem like he needs to be on because not only is he a famous actor he also owns that uh minor league baseball cleat company mcgregor mcgregor that, yeah doesn't he own mcgregor that does all the like little little league they, yeah. they own like little league stuff yeah yeah he seems anyway, to get tons of money yeah you, you and one of these days maybe we'll, we'll get you on here but for now it's just the boys it's, it's just the JTB. boys tb um and it's the season four finale. We only have this is we have twenty nine episodes, including today. Yeah, oh, man. And then we're and then we have the two movies. But then we will know we'll know where it all lands. We're Benjamin Buttoning ourselves in terms of like we're under thirties now in terms of the age of where we're at. That's true. State. Does that make sense? That's Absolutely, a really complicated makes sense. Way to say it. Yeah. I started getting I started getting depressed about how many few episodes we had left at like episode eight. But now it's like getting real. Yeah, it's, it's it is, like it is getting real. It's like f- end of freshman year. You're like high school will be over quick, and you're like, but I have three years left. And then it's like, oh shit, it's senior prom. Yeah, you know? I feel like th- I feel like this right now is we- kind of like this is like middle of junior year probably. Yeah, because yeah. I don't have my prom date yet. That's I was I got a little nervous saying that right there. Oof. I went to prom uh, junior year with uh, with shout out Kevin Spitzer. I don't think he's a not Sean Spitzer. Kevin Spitzer's his dad. Uh, with Sean Spitzer, a guy. And we went, and he had a, a, a automotive uh, place, and we went, and we like took, we got a convertible, and we shook hands, and everyone's like, "You went with a guy?" And I was like, "Yeah, it was fun." And it was a fun thing to do. It's a fun little bit, until like we didn't have anyone to dance with, and we, <laughs> and we're like, "The bit's but that's over." No, that's no different than any other guy going to prom. Yeah. No one's really dancing with their date anyway, right? Oh, yeah. we were a big dancing. School. Oh man, I went. <laughs> no, I went my. Um, I went my. I think it was my junior year. My junior year, I went with my like longtime high school girlfriend, and we had like a great time. And then at one point, they played the song "Last Dance with Mary Jane," the Tom Petty yeah, song. Yeah, of course. And do you guys remember the? Do you remember the? 
video where yeah. Tom Petty's like working dancing in the with morgue a dead girl. and he dances with a dead girl. Yeah. And so we were dancing and she was like, I was like, oh, do you want to play the dead girl? Like we were just joking around. She was like, I'll be the dead girl. And she went to, and her body went completely limp and I was laughing and I just like let go of her and she just <laughs> fell on the ground. Great. That's, <laughs> great. that's, that's on her. Yeah, yeah, that's that's her. That's her bad. Yeah, we didn't we didn't what, last, but we I, had a good. What run. do you all think? Um, like Carrie's prom was like. Well, the, the, this we is good. Out? No, no, no. This is good because once all of these are done, I was thinking about it today because I really was depressed. I went and I was like, you know, a lot of people didn't Ooh, watch. Tell, tell us more. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I was depressed about the ending okay? of the podcast. Hey, oh, okay. Corey, why don't you hop up on the couch? Kevin, lay down. Kevin, let's, lay down. Uh, let's talk yeah. about it. Though. I'm not depressed yeah. anymore. Just prime it. Just yeah, listen, you got to do the Tony Robbins, right. prime the pump. So, no, the I was like, we can do the Carrie Diaries after this super easily. Mm. Because since, like, this is a different experience. Everyone knows what we we can go through and be like, here's everything that happened, and we can lead listeners who aren't necessarily going to watch the Carrie Diaries, and we can take them through in an intense way to be like, here's what happened, here's all the connections, and I think it wait, would so be... So is that what the Carrie Di- Diaries it's is? It's the prequel. It's, it's her in high school. What? Yeah. And, and wait, is it like that she has what? a lot of diaries that she wrote, and that's what it is based off of? I, I think so. Okay. And I, they're, I don't know if they're by Candace Bushnell. I don't think they are. I think it... I, I had was no idea. Bush now. I couldn't help but wonder how excited I am right wow. now. <laughs> Good job, John. So we're, we might get to see her at prom and stuff. Oh. And I think it could be just a different audio experience because we would have to, rather than the viewers knowing more than we do, we would have to like kind of lead our listeners unless there's, if there are big Carrie Diaries fans out there that have watched it any all. Any diary heads out there? Any, any D heads out there? Any diarrheers? <laughs> any di- diary? <laughs> D heads? Any, 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 any Carrie diarrheers? Um, dude, uh, we die. Di- dire. Oh, just trying to think of more diarrhea poops. Okay. Dire. So any diarrheas? Any? There? Uh, in a, the I'm not partaking in this particular joke. Right, neither am I, Corey. Well, that's messed up, man. Yeah, I dude. was gonna go. Let's just call them D heads and leave it at that. It's right. D heads. Diary heads. The yeah. carry dysenteries. Yes. <laughs> the the carry Okay. So, so that's yeah. what we'll do. But. We're running into the end of season four, which I will say season three was great, but season yeah. four kind of feels like it, it, we've gone to a new level of, of TV. Of It's of, Goblet of Fire, which also is, is four, but that's not a, like Goblet of Fire was like it was the fir- it was epic. You're talking Harry You're Potter, talking Harry Potter, HP. This is this you season. Is, who's Cedric Diggory, though? Who? What? We talked in this podcast how I haven't really read Harry Potter. And I That's remember true. I was really hated on Harry Potter. And as we've gone over the process of this podcast, I've bought all the audiobooks and I'm oh, listening to them now. Nice. So I'm not yeah. anti Potter anymore. Well, there's, I will say that like the story continues to get better in Harry Potter, but there's something about three and four that it's just like those are the peaks. Those are like the, the mountains that they got to the peak. And that's where the story, like you had to keep on meeting that level. Like those became the standards. Yes, I think. What, what would that be with other shows? Like season three of season season four of Seinfeld. Okay. Yeah. I think season four of Seinfeld was when they did the the whole inner like show about nothing season. Mm. That was like when they referenced itself. I'm not as familiar with Seinfeld. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like Breaking Bad. Would like that Game be? of Thrones, the f- like third, fourth. The fifth season well, was just incredible. Yeah. Uh, the Wire is a tough one because I think a lot of season people... Season three. A lot of people would say season three. Season two is a dark horse season. A lot of yeah. people hate it, but the docs is a super interesting season. Yeah. Some people say season four of The Wire because it's the schools and it's like a super tearjerker. Yeah. Mm. But, but but it's not just three, about good. It's like season three is the most is the they epitome of The Wire. Yeah. And true. like end of season three is like probably the most iconic. It's season three, Hamsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. Season three is great. Yeah, Sopranos. Back to Sex and the City. Where, Sex and the City. Where, season three was absolutely oh, fantastic. Oh, season three of The Wire, Carrie shows up in The Wire. She does. Yeah, that's true. Her and Omar date. <laughs> I remember that, and it's very, it's a very weird relationship. It's a two, a two, two episode arc. But props to them for doing a crossover episode that long ago. It was great. You know yeah. what I mean? It didn't tonally. It was. Uh, I'll admit it. It was odd. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was weird. T- but they took a chance. It was weird. And for it me. paid off. And it paid off. Yeah, it was great. Um. What were the real moments that happened? I mean, we'll do a season four recap live December 6th. Get your tickets now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, when you listen to this, we are doing a live show in New York, like we said, December December 5th. 5th. December. Sorry. I keep on saying 6th because I'm doing something else that night. What December, are you doing December 6th? Yeah. I'm going to a show with you guys. Oh, yeah. That's true. 
Oh yeah, we're going to see a <laughs> stand-up comedian. Yeah, night. We're, um, we're going to. We don't just put on theater; we also support watch. theater. It's true. We're going to a show at Saint Anne's Warehouse but if you want to come. Our show yeah. is December fifth. December fifth, Crane Theater. Crane Theater. Eight o'clock. Please come to the show. It's going to be a ton of fun. But Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. But the things that we are. So the 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 things we've hit this season. Uh, Miranda's mom passed away. Yeah. Cancer. Then Miranda got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by Steve, who has one testicle now. Mm-hmm. Did Steve get cancer in four, or he got cancer this season? So that's four, right? I think so. I, this, see, some of that stuff is 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 uh, escaping me. I know this. The big season was this was like the return of Aiden, carrying Aiden, dating, and then of course getting engaged, getting engaged, and then ending their relationship was yep. huge. This was like the, and the end of Trey. End of Trey. End of Trey. Dude, this is crazy. This is the beginning of Richard. And, and Samantha. Yeah. 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 This season had a lot of bangers to it, for sure. Yeah, definitely. The, um, yeah, I mean, everybody's had the biggest arcs, I would say. Yeah. That's that's one of the things one Pete, of our listeners... Pete got lost, and then he got found. <laughs> I, think that was, I think that was season three. Was that season three? But he oh, probably got lost. I mean, she probably lost him again. It just wasn't recording sure. at that time. Yeah, totally. I'm sure. Yeah. Noth started his, um, Noth started his, uh, his financial advising... Uh, firm when he advised Carrie to <laughs> um I, I guess the facial expression I made doesn't work for the radio but listeners the um what was the other thing I was I was thinking a big big thing well, LA was last season right LA was last yeah. season oh Lindsay one of our listeners she oh. messaged um and said that a lot of people get down on five but she said it's a really good palate cleanser and it's a lot of fun. Like this has a lot of those big moments mm. and the next season it's shorter and it's, it's just a lot. It gets back to just like a fun energy. So I know I'm excited. You know, I haven't been, there, there's been certain things about the show where people like just wait season one and two. It's fine. Three. Like I loved season one or two. They were fantastic. I thought they were season great. three took it up a different level and season four is kind of like kept pace with that season three level. Yeah. But like if season five is is as bad as season one and two were, season one and two were great. Yeah, I'm excited for season five. Yeah, yeah. I'm having fun. Rich Stein was in one. Yeah. See, are you talking about the pilot season one? Yeah, season yeah, one. Yeah. Shout out to Rich Stein. Shout Rich Stein, Stein searching Finan- for Stein. Financial analyst. Searching Rich Stein. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I mean, he's he's just on the basketball team on in the West Fourth Courts, and I post I've posted about him on the Instagram a bunch of times, and I did a whole thing because I just looked up Rich Stein, and there's all these different places google places that are called like rich stein llc and all this stuff so i did a post called searching for stein didn't uh, do great that's fine but the it's the, ahead the, of its time people will go back and yeah, appreciate will, that i think not a lot of people got it but those that did really appreciate it oh yeah <laughs> the, the, it's the those, four, those four people um yeah the stein heads were very into it so do you think there will be some s heads S heads. S heads. S heads. Yeah. Um, what do we think is going to happen in this? What's it called? Is it I, called? This I one's Heart. I Heart NY. I Heart NY. So, someone leave New York. Really? I don't know. Why is it called I Love New York? Maybe it's because a they tourist they comes need and to visit. Stay in New York. Yeah, Maybe her nephew. Her nephew comes and stays with her, and they they go to Times Square and they buy an I Heart NY. That shirt. has to be what happens. Yeah. Dude, how sick would it be if the entire thing takes place at Hard Rock Cafe? <laughs> oh, dude, I hope it does. And this is Bubba. I couldn't help but wonder what was the boat trash of Bubba Gump like. You know the best thing about Bubba Gump Shrimp is there's no free refills unless you get Dr Pepper because it was in. Wait, so they really, no, wait, really? Only get free refills yeah. of Dr Pepper? Yeah, which is awesome. Shout out to I, them. That's a great idea. I knew they gave free refills of Dr Pepper. I didn't know they didn't give free refills of other things. Yeah, is that true? It's true because I used to have to take groups of people to Bubba Gump Shrimp. Can we get someone to verify that? Groups. Big choir groups. I'd have to. Well, we're gonna. Here's what we're gonna do. We are going to call them while we watch the episode <laughs> and see if that's true. We'll report back. We'll report back. Yeah. All right. We'll let amazing. you know. We'll let you know. Um, we'll see if we can uh, if we can Uber Eats a Dr. Pepper from Bubba yeah, Shrimp to Brooklyn. You know, here's what we do. We Uber Eats a Dr. Pepper, but then we're like, you have to keep sending the guy back to refill it. <laughs> it's like, if you're going to honor your policy. Yeah. What? You said that it was free. We didn't refill. make the policy. You did. Have you, you even did. seen? Have you even seen the movie? He loves Dr. Pepper. Come on. All right. Um. Let's watch the episode. A soda for each of the ladies, then we'll watch it. Just a soda for each of the ladies, John. <laughs> Jeez. Just a freaking soda. Uh, Sam Jones is, is Royal Crown, RC Cola. Why? Oh, we're naming the what Wait, soda? Why is she Why, yeah, why is she Crown? RC? 
Because she's like... <laughs> I feel like that, there's no rhyme there's or you just no, wanted to reference R.C. Cola. To, there's like, there's like no RC, reason RC to make Cola. her R.C. I'm going to come at you harder with this one. R.C. Cola is a, a fantastic one. I just feel like you... She's a, she's a princess. She's a... Because there's oh a crown. Man. She's not. That would be Charlotte. Behind. I can't get behind that. Charlotte's Royal get, Crown. Yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. Okay. Hey, <laughs> hey, here's the thing, Kevin. You're welcome for saving your bit. All right. Gosh. So, so what else? Are they? Samantha Jones. Samantha Jones is whatever cola is very sexual. I would need to think about this. I would need to think about yeah, it. I can't just shoot out the hip for what like tab? what colas. Because it's pink. That's Carrie. Carrie's tab. And I think tab might be Miranda. Yeah, because tab is tab is uh, it's I, like I is a sensible soda. What do you got? What do you all think? The, the uh, we, let's get some listeners to weigh in on this. All right. Whatever, not listen. Not every not, even not, a not every game we play is gonna is gonna be great. All right. Sometimes there's gonna be duds. All right. And not every not every cola reference to Sam Jones is gonna work. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. That's why I, I can step out on that limb knowing you'd be there, and I appreciate that. I listen. I was there to I, chop down the limb and no. I'll say this. Thank throw you. Throw a fire the, and warm you. himself listen, with it. It was an alley oop. You're you the trampoline you. beneath my broken. Branch. It, listen, there's nothing. It, it's all love, man. We we complete it together. We'll figure out what the other three sodas are. Yeah. It's so totally here's fine. our. We have homework. We'll watch. Miranda's like Miranda is we're like gonna, a Coke order Zero it. or a Diet Pepsi without caffeine. Like yeah. she's got a. She wants a soda, but she's got to stay late at work, and she's like, I can't have any more calories because I'm pregnant. Charlotte is probably like a Fresca because it like seems high class, but it's like kind of lame. Um, I love Fresca. And Don't then, and then, uh, yeah, but I, and I actually, I like Fresca now, but I'm like, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. So and when, when you, yeah, when you see it in a fridge, you're not, and you're a kid, you're not happy. Carrie's a Mountain Dew. <laughs> why, why is Carrie a Mountain Dew? I'm using Kevin's logic for RC Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying Carrie's a Mountain Dew. She's on her computer the most. Gamers like Mountain Dew, therefore <laughs> she's a Mountain Dew. Gamer fuel. You heard it here. She's first. code red. Uh, you heard it here, Sarah uh, Jessica. You're Mountain Dew. You're Mountain Dew. Why? Listen to the you. If you don't get it, you don't get it. <laughs> then, then, Let's uh, why I love New York. I heard New York. We're gonna watch the episode. All right, tell us what Samantha Jones's soda is. That's the one we're missing. Doctor Pecker. Doctor Pecker. Episode sixty-six. I heart in why. Carrie is shocked to find out that Big is moving to Napa, California, and plans to give him a New York send-off. Charlotte begins dating another recent divorcee. Miranda prepares for her new baby as the delivery date nears. Samantha suspects Richard may be cheating on her. And now, back to the boys. And we're back, and we also heart and why. Oh, man. Wow. wow. Guys, I got to say, Kevin said this while we were watching. Tearjerker. I really, there were a couple moments where I got a little, I got a little welly-eyed. Well, I've never heard welly, I've never heard welly-eyed <laughs> I think before. it's like welling up in my eyes. I don't I like, know. I like, it um, ain't been for welly-eyed, Joe. I've been. Where did you come from? Where did you come from? Welly-eyed, Joe. No, the, the little message oh, it, to. In New Zealand, we call them, we call boots welly-eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the the message to New York at the end was was really sweet. Wow. Yeah. And we we did some of the math. So that was probably recorded in 2001 or was that released in 2001? Uh, we didn't do the math. <laughs> By saying we did some of the math. We, we didn't do the math. doing the math. We didn't do the math. We'll do we it right can now. have it, have it do it. We can just I'll find out it. when it aired. Keep yeah. going. I'll, I'll do the math right now. Yeah. I, I'll say I you know, it's season 4. We should open up a little bit. We can talk about characters. We don't, don't be afraid to make this Okay, personal. it was it was released February 10th, 2002, which okay. means That's it was written three in months 2000. After. Yeah, it was it was yeah. 3 months after. Jeez. It was it was being written the winter the winter before. Yeah. It was probably shot. It might have been shot before 9/11. Yeah. Yeah. And I I wonder if they decided to use the R I Heart NY um title yeah. because of 9/11. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they could have easily reshot like two or three things. You know, Wait, what do you I, mean? I don't like, know. Like they could have easily written it and shot oh, and it like and then be like, and done hey, we need shot. to yeah. we need to redo the the closing scene at you at your laptop. Yep. Yeah. And do that monologue because because she says specifically like you're a person or a city like she mentions a city, which I could totally imagine that happening without 9-11 because it is a very 
unique city in that truly like when somebody, when, when one of our friends leaves, it is a big deal. Oh yeah. And it, oh yeah. And, and that, uh, that is true for any place that it's like, I'm leaving. It's a big thing. It's just such a common occurrence here. And you rely so much on your, your people that it is like, a it carries life is forever different And her New York life is utterly changed totally the dynamic of it yeah I, i'm i'm really excited to see you know i feel like carrie like the carrie and big dynamic has been really interesting in the show so far but we've only seen her react to them breaking up so like we've seen her be like uh big broke up with me we're not right now i'm gonna go like pursue this with other men or other relationships and i'm excited to see what she does now that he's just left new york like what does that look like? Yeah, who's who's who's? I have no idea. I'm I'm. This is getting me excited for season five. Is what I'm saying. Well, he's such like a magnetic pole for her life. Of like, imagine like anytime something goes right or wrong, and we're pretty used to just tearing big down or Aiden. This this episode it was very it was very easy to automatically forgive Big for whatever his doofusness is. Yeah, and just be like. Right or wrong, it was kind of easy to connect him with friendship in this of being like, totally, yeah, yeah. man, like it doesn't matter about the relationship. Him leaving, like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. The, and any time that like something goes well for her, a lot of times it has to do with like, what's this mean for me and Big? Or goes bad, like he's a phone call away. Yeah, and it is crazy that moment where she just comes over with pizza. That you're like, oh yeah, my friend. Like, we sure it was complicated, but I'll never be able to again. Just be like, grab pizza and hang out with that guy that I always like felt was my soulmate in this weird way. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, yeah, yeah. There were some there. Uh, well, we can we can get into like the specific moments, but there were some definite like soulmate moments of theirs. Totally, and I know? think that that was the through line of the show. She she uh, when she's t- writing her article, she talks a lot about fate. And she specifically says, um, "Can you make a mistake and miss your fate? Can can like uh, can you if, if everything's predestined, if your life's predestined and love is predestined, and there's soulmates, can you mess that up? Can you make a mistake and and, and botch the plan of the uh, the universe? I yeah. guess. So wait, let's do all the character storylines, and then I want to ask you a question about fate, John. Oh." Okay. Just because John John's a philosophy major, and it's funny because it's like he, he actually <laughs> has studied a lot of stuff like that. E. You know, maybe not in a while, but more than most people. Sure. Okay, so Charlotte wants to get back in the game. Yeah. Um, She's not sure if she wants to get back in the game. She, yeah. uh, but but she she decides that she wants to have sex with the guy to move on from Trey. At Samantha's, at Samantha's, at Samantha's, like urging. Yes, yeah. Samantha urges him to. Miranda uh, comically suggests that she use a condom. So in her um, tour guide, tour class, at, and at then the Met, and then I stepped in when she said that. <laughs> what is it from Hunger Games? What do they say? I volunteer. <laughs> I volunteer. tribute. I volunteer. Tribute. Charlotte's like, I want, <laughs> I want to have sex with someone to get over it. And I and said, Kevin, I volunteer. Tribute. Kevin was dressed as a waiter and he dropped the tray and said, I volunteer. <laughs> Volunteer tribute, and Me. I was like, I will sacrifice my. Listen, what if you need if whatever you need to get over this? I just want you to get over Trey. <laughs> I really, I care about you so much. I, re, I just want you to get over Trey so bad. Yeah, dude, you're doing it for you're doing it for her. You yeah. know, and that's why I, that's why I appreciate about you. <laughs> so selfless. So selfless. Just like <laughs> such a such a good guy. Um, so she decides. Uh, you know, she. She is giving Moments tours at the Met, and she runs into uh, Bunny and Trey and decides to go on a date with a guy. And uh, it's a really funny scene when he comes back and sees her. They have like a really lovely date where they're talking about their ex-wives and they're talking about love and getting over love and uh, how love blinds you. And then he goes back and sees Charlotte's home. And he's like, it's huge. Wow. 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 It's huge. Wow. And, uh, and they, she, they, she, they do the great line of that. She was uh, able to get over her ex past, but not her dating future. And uh, it was a good, it was a good story. It was great. It was a great story. Yeah. Um, Samantha, of course, suspecting that Richard 
is uh, cheating on her. Which so was she, an interesting kind of curveball yeah, kind of thing. She, yeah. she goes Detective Samantha to discover that. She doesn't uh, go... De- de- she goes Detective Rizzo from Grease. Yeah, yeah Detective Rizzo. She goes, where in the world is Rizzo Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Rizzo Jones here, go. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, then sh- and then lastly, um, Care... Not Carrie. Miranda has her baby, and Carrie is dealing with uh, Mr. Big moving to Napa. Man, when you get tired Napa. of New York, you don't leave New York. You take so a Napa. Kiss you, me take and a Napa, not na- go me. to Napa. You take a Napa. You don't go to Napa. Yeah, take you take a Napa. You don't go to Napa. Uh, uh, behind the scenes, I was like, dude. Boo and Corey's like, I like that joke. I like, <laughs> I like the joke too. I was like, listen, the joke I would have pitched would have been like, you do a little whining, you don't buy a whole wine yard. <laughs> but that, but clearly the Napa joke is better than what I just pitched because wine yard, it's it's vineyard, it's the semantics are off. Uh, this is why I did four packets for this show. <laughs> I was I was I had an NYU writing fellowship. I'm 61 years old, and and and, and back then they wanted nothing, nothing. Okay. Okay, so those are all the storylines. Yeah. I it was just you know, I'm 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 such a sucker for emotional manipulation. I'm just like I'm like pull listen, pull my heartstrings a little. Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. All right, um, so what was your specific question? You so said you wanted to dive people that into believe fate. in fate or be- believe in predestined predestination. Predestination. Yeah. Is there a world in which, and I'm not trying to make this like, like, where does that, where does that come from? Does that come from philosophy or does that come from literally just Greek, like the fates of Greek gods? They're like Zeus and all these people are, are making up our lives for, because it's in Christianity too, of like predestination. It's in a lot of religions. Calvinism, Calvinism and Christianity is predestination. Okay. Correct. Calvinism is the five point because I studied religion in college, mm-hmm. and it's five-point Calvinism is tulip, tulip, which is total depravity, total depravity, Sam unconditional Jones. love, so unconditional love, atonement, limited atonement. It, what is it? Irresistible grace, irresistible grace, and uh, predestination. Those are the five the points. Perseverance of the saints. That's right. Perseverance of the saints. Okay, so so that's that's the five points of Calvinism. But but which one of those is uh, predestination? Is that unlimited atonement? No. Uh, they they all they all are are yeah I guess they all add up predestination. to predestination. But I, but to answer your question, because she Kevin, specifically says predestination. Yeah. To, so, so that that's the religious background of predestination. I don't know the the non-religious background. Like you said, the fates were in Greek in Greek thought that there were these strings that were tied to every human, and they you kind of got pulled along this track of. Destiny. That you, there were some things that were outside of your control that you were predestined to live a certain way. Okay. So then, what is what is um, when you don't have choice? What free will? Free will. So that has to do with this, right? Sure. Yeah. So part of that would be like Carrie does. Dude, we should do just like we did with Sarah Jane Case. We should just get some. We should just go hard into. Yeah. Just get Greg Boyd and John Piper to come come down and do some. <laughs> <laughs> Some predestination and, and yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm totally down. But like, f- so free will, uh, the the only I guess I know that like okay, you can be atheist or not believe in God, and it's not just complete nihilism. But I guess where would a world be for not you not having choice unless there's some because if it's just I, I, I guess, like, where do you think Carrie's perspective is coming from? Because this is some deep shit that she's saying. Sure. And, it, and yeah. you can apply it to your life really quickly that you're like, you're like, oh, wow. Like, do I have choice? Am I doing this? I don't know. I got pretty tripped well, up. Well, where does everyone, where, where do you all fall with, with, with I this? I feel this like thing? I have choice, but I, I feel very, like, at times it feels kind of arrogant. Hmm. Uh, you know, because I'm like, I, I I kind of do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I I completely believe in free will. I don't think that any decision that we make in our lives, including love, was predestined at all. And I've talked about this with my wife. It's like, were we meant to be together? No, I don't think that we were predestined to be together, Which to is meet the, each other, to fall And then he's love. like, but happy anniversary. No, <laughs> no but I think that, that we are perfect for one another. We work yeah. well together. We're great for one another. But I think there is a world in which she could have found 
an, another man and been happy. And I think I could have found another woman and been happy, but we found each other and we're perfect for each other. So I don't think that we are ever at risk of like missing each other. I do think about that. Like maybe if I didn't move to New York, maybe if I didn't teach this or work this specific job in which I met her through, we never would have met. But I don't think that I was on a course towards her that I was, that I could not have escaped. Yeah. And not, not escaped in a bad way. I just don't think I was on a conveyor belt towards her. Well, and so that brings into the thing, like you think there was some choice and agency in the matter. And yeah. there still is agency and, and choice and I in think, the matter of your marriage. Yeah, and my, my thought is that choice makes things like love and reverence and any sort of things, it makes it more important. Mm -hmm. If you're just saying like, well, I married my girlfriend from high school because we were predetermined to marry each other, and like it was just fate that brought us together. Yeah, like, and I'm that's ank. I'm ank, man. I'm, I'm married, ank, I'm married like, her because like we met, and like to we, me that's not as strong. Came in, that's not as strong as someone who's like, I was living my life. I met this person. I recognize that this person is incredible, and I chose to be with them. Okay, so question. Well, yeah. sorry. Finish your point. Well, because like you often hear things like, oh, I fell in love. I was hopeless. I was swept away by love. And like, I just don't believe in that. I think right. every single thing you do is a choice either towards that person and away for, from that person. And when you do choose that person, you are choosing actively to move towards them, not away from them. And that makes that choice more special, So, in my opinion. Okay. Um, agreed. Um, agreed. Agreed. I disagree. Agreed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Point taken. No, but you know, some some people might disagree. And that, and oh, that's, a lot of people would disagree. That's awesome. I think as I, well. I think so. My question would be: You look at a relationship like Carrie and Biggs, which is yeah. a, is a television relationship, not a real relationship. But the reason why it's iconic is people have Biggs yeah. or Carries in their life that yeah. zip yeah. in and out and are. Yeah. And, and I and think we, especially archetype with, for a relationship. with someone like Big, who is constantly there, mm -hmm. constantly in her life, it may feel more like they're soulmates or they're well, more predestined to be with each other because they're constantly there. But she chose to call him when she was laying in bed. That's what I was going to say is my question is like, and this go, we've talked about this before. This goes back to like, what is it? The myth of Tristan Isolde, I think, which is yeah. that's like basis for Romeo and basis Juliet. Basis for Romeo and Juliet, which is the basis for Western romantic relationships or the Western ideal romance. But just real quick, have, before we started the podcast, we're like, just on this one, let's flex some muscles. Let's, let's just, just show people we were fucking hey, smart. We've read some classics. Okay, we're okay? not we're not uh, so we're not a bunch of fucking doofuses. No, listen. <laughs> okay, we we know some shit. Hey, okay, you think you know something? I read three Shakespeare's. You know. <laughs> anyway, just Google three Shakespeare's. Three George Shakespeare's. Bush. Also read three Shakespeare's. I also read three Shakespeare's. Uh, oh, Camus. She said oh read Camus. Read Stranger, but read Stranger by Camus. <laughs> It's also read through Shakespeare. Kevin, also Kevin, read through Shakespeare. Kevin introduced. I don't know if John knew about it. Kevin introduced me to uh, it. It's a great dude. video of George W. It's Bush. It's George W. Bush getting on his reading skills. Just getting caught not having read his homework. He just had to read one little book, <laughs> and it, he changes the subject. They're like, "Tell us about Albert Camus, the stranger," and he's like, oh, "I read Camus. I read. I also read through Shakespeare's. <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> it's the best so, flex of all time. Yeah. It's like, so hey we, man, did you eat chocolate cake? Uh, I I also did twenty sit ups." <laughs> I did 20 sit-ups, too. Did you uh -huh. chocolate cake? I did 20 sit-ups. So anyway, so. look at that over there. What's that? <laughs> Such a, a deflection. All right, All right so you read three Shakespeare's. So I read three Shakespeare's. <laughs> what I was going to say is, um, what if there is that person, the Carrie and Big scenario, that person is always on your mind, and so then does that mean that is desire does that mean you're exercising that choice all the time to not get that person out of your life it also might just be it depends on what your situation is but i think like you look at carrie and big and it's like they seem so faded but you're right she's making the choice to be like well now i'm friends with him now we're cool and you see in the episode how it slides so where she's like i'm giving my per permission myself permission to sleep with him now yeah and it's but it's like does does is being faded to someone mean that you have an attraction towards them and you're making the choice to open yourself yeah, back and, up to them. And I think both both of those decisions or paths are highlighted perfectly by uh, Miranda on one side, who's like, you should have been with Aiden. It made the most sense. You should have chose him. Interesting. And Charlotte on the other side, who is like, uh, I just always kind of feel like you you should have been together. Like, like you have Miranda, who is yep. kind of this rational, this rational free will mind and then you have charlotte who's this like tied in love a hopeless 
predestined soulmate mine. And then you have Samantha like right down the middle. It's probably like the nihilist who's just like, ah, fuck whoever you want. Well, yeah. Samantha, the only time she really peeked up in that, because it was the chat and chew they had, the only time she peeked up is when Carrie said that the sex with Big was really good. Samantha was like, oh, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, it's, it's really interesting. I think b- both those paths are, are really personified, at least in this episode, behind, by those um, two individuals. Here's, here's the thing that I think with Carrie and Big. We know what happens. I know what happens. They get married. He has a heart attack in the shower. He has a, he heart, has a attack heart attack in, in season three, and then she goes back and gets that Aiden Dick. It's not written. Movie three. We can Movie write three. it. Okay, but <laughs> that um, yeah, hire us. Warner hire, Brothers. Hire you us. hear that? Hey, Warner Brothers. Uh, Darren Star. Hey, Darren. Uh, Michael Patrick King. Hey, Darren. Um, <laughs> Could you see Kevin into the pit, Kevin coming into the pitch meeting? All right, I don't have the whole story. <laughs> Big gets a heart attack, and Carrie goes and gets a Aiden Dick. <laughs> Uh, four more seasons in a movie. You got it. You're hired. All right. So there's. <laughs> so my bank account number is seven one three two eight four. So the, Wells, it's Wells Fargo. Okay. So the fr- it, it it opens up on this on this struggling comedian. Charlotte walks in. She's <laughs> like, I want to fuck that. That's all I have so far. It's just uh, okay. So Here's my headshot. But this is this would be my thing. Uh, when Charlotte said, I, I always thought you'd be together. Also read through Shakespeare's. You're <laughs> okay, so the thing that I found interesting is, first of all, you see that there are some uh, gods in this story that is being told that are the writers. Like, literally, there are people that know more than we do as they do this. Yeah. And when she said, I thought you were meant to be together, I'm like, oh, this isn't just like, oops, let's meet up. And like, like they have a plan for where the story is going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also... It's almost like this story of Carrie, whether people want to argue whether they like Aiden or Big, for Carrie Bradshaw or SJP or Chris Noth, no one. For Carrie Bradshaw, it's almost like her and Big, it's their journey towards understanding what love is and why they love each other, right. which initially it's like, we fuck, she, he's rich, she's hot. Right. My pussy and my crack. <laughs> my first draft of that song. Gotta say, the final draft is better. <laughs> so it's almost like the journey of being of like what a lot of people talk about, which is like, yeah, it started out because I thought she was beautiful and he was awesome and we had a lot of fun together. And then they're becoming companions. Yeah. And they're realizing that's, that's like, interesting, yeah. yeah, like this is the person that I can be grow old with or be like be ugly with or like all that stuff. And it's almost like all that stuff is getting in the way. And this is just another little like milestone for them to be like, when I'm lonely, I'll be in Napa, but I'm going to think of you. Yeah. And, and who knows in the real world, that person could go to Napa and you really do have to like live your life with open hands and be like, listen, clearly I'm not making a decision. They're not going to make a decision that could end. Or you get, to this breaking point where you are like, I do love this person and mm. make a decision for him. Yeah. Have you guys ever had a person who was a like, I don't know, a maybe we'll see person and then it didn't work out? Uh, dude, I got depressed the other day because I was like, I don't think I ever have been in love. Really? <laughs> here we go. Dude, Count- I got, counseling I got, session got, part two with Kevin. Here we go. <laughs> Kick well, him I'll back. Say this, Kick him what back with up. Kevin? Counseling session part counseling two. Session. Wait, we counseled counseling you in the one. intro too. I forgot what it was about. Oh, you're depressed that the show's almost over. Yeah, yeah right. I, I've been really melancholy lately. Have you melancholy. really? Well, just you're, the what's, what's crazy is well, I had such a good day yesterday. I had such a good day with Corey that I woke an, up today and I was like, I wish every day could be that good. <laughs> and I was like, and one day I'd like to do it with someone who I can have sex with, not just having sex with Corey, bro. We can have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, if you were like someone who I can like raise a family with and all that stuff. We, we can, can do now. that too. I know. Hey, we I'm, can do that. I'm supporting Listen, that. I'm down with it. Corey and I woke up. We went to church together at, woke up in at the 8 same in the bed. morning. We woke up in the same bed in Napa together. In Napa. But no, then we, we went. We woke, played we Moon River. Up. Some pour over coffee. Moon River. Oh, no, no, no. You can tell what we actually did. And then we went we to joking. a screening of Motherless Brooklyn. Corey took me on the state. He invited me. That's true. And then we went and after, there was like a little after get together. And then it was just me Corey, a bunch of people, and Alec Baldwin, Willem Dafoe, and Edward Norton. It was amazing. And we went up and talked to Willem Dafoe, and he fucking loved us. Willem Dafoe did talk to me and Kevin about it. One of the coolest things was 
we were talking and we were talking about doing comedy and then I was telling him about some story I heard about him doing his theater at the Worcester Group. This was great. I told him, I'll keep this short, but on Conan O'Brien's podcast, Conan talks to Zach Galifianakis and Galifianakis is like, when I first moved to New York, I walked by the Worcester Group and someone was like, that's a great theater company. And I looked and it was Willem Dafoe who started a theater company. I was like, hey, I just moved to New York. I'm a comedian. And Willem Dafoe was like, well, let me show you around. So I told Willem Dafoe that story and I was like, Anyway, I just heard this story about what you did like 20 years ago. That's great. And he just looked at me and he goes, wow, I hope it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how amazing is that that I'm informing him of something he did years yeah. ago? And also he was in Antichrist. Yeah. Like all these yeah. crazy movies. Yeah. Fucking but, platoon. But yeah, platoon. But he was so cool. And you, know, but, you know when you're like, you know when you're like. I don't know. I feel like, and Willem Dafoe was never this person for me, but it's just like, I feel like they'd want to be friends with me. That's totally, like we started talking and then he would talk to other people and come back and be like, so what's comedy like in New York? And we're like, what the fuck? He did, he did talk to us at one point where he was like, he was like, wow, so you doing comedy? And he was like, I just remember for like 20 years, it was like, we're making something, we're putting up a show. Yeah. You just keep doing that. And I yeah. was like, uh, yeah, like, we'll sweet. Keep- Great. We'll keep doing that. Tell tell real quick what uh, someone sent you on Instagram today. Oh, and then someone texted us today. Yeah, our friend texted us. Our friend showed us the picture of Corey. And then Corey talked to Edward Norton for a while, and Edward Norton was like, Edward Norton was cool. Corey and him had a special connection. I took a picture of them. I didn't get in. I knew, I, I didn't <laughs> want to move in on what they had. But they, and then we'll connect it to New York. It all has to do with New York. It happened it in New York. It's true. But uh, then someone messaged us today and was like, was like, I showed that picture of you and Willem Dafoe to a friend and they were like I was at that premiere and I saw those two dudes and I thought they were in Willem Dafoe's entourage because because he was just like talking to them I didn't know those were your friends and we're in the entourage now we are in the entourage now you guys know you just did what George W. Bush did with uh, Shakespeare's except with celebrities yeah (laughs) yeah I hung with three celebrities hung out with three celebrities this is is the thing that was magical is that made me think about love is I, um, is that I got home from that. I was like, man, that was awesome. And then I had a date with a girl and she canceled the date. And the first thing that I thought to do, I texted, I was like, I was like, that's a bummer. Cause she, she seemed cool. It was the first date. And first thing I got it. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a bummer. I texted Corey. I'm like, I'm free. What are you doing for dinner? Yeah. And then went over to Corey's and then we had a wonderful night together too. Made a shaved Brussels sprout salad. <laughs> wow! With warm, with warm lentils and poached egg. Oh, yeah. Kevin brought over a bottle of wine from 1987. Uh, nine, 19, nine, no. Was it from Big's? Two thousand three. Oh, Vineyard? Never mind. <laughs> 2003. <laughs> this is still pretty good. Still pretty good. I rewind. Right, I'm bringing it, bring, it bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. We're talking about Steve. We're talking about Steve and Miranda now. Okay. 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 Yeah. So anyway, you're just saying Fate, your final point is love. When you have true connection with people, that's what the whole point was. Just true connection and fate of like, of, of dating and relationships and all of that. Well, That's where it was. And an interesting thing, and then we can get on Stephen Miranda. Interesting thing about Carrie and Big is this was a place where you see them, especially when Big throws down four hundred bucks and was like, "We got to get this horse and buggy yeah. to get to this thing." Like that is when I I would think the best thing of a partner is when you're like, "Oh, this person is just a person that I get along with." And there's also some sort of extra attraction, like a sexual attraction or something like that. Yeah. Where you're like, we can do this kind of partnering and we can do some other kind of partnering. But like, like we can, and that's when you actually see the best of them is like, they're like, we're together and we're doing this. Even though they both have reprehensible qualities about themselves, yeah. they can still like be a good team. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That, that, that scene was great. Yeah. Okay. Plus, plus the, uh, what was the driver's name? Bobo. 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 Corey's my big. Corey's my um, Steve and Miranda. Great, um, great, great Steve and Miranda. Um, one of the best Steve Steve's quotes of all time. What was uh, that? It was when he's, when he's, when he's he, processing whether or not the kid's name is going to be Danny. Oh, yeah. He's, he just what says. What was his exact quote? I wrote, I I wrote it down. Yeah, write it down. Oh, and read so exact, they're, building, they're building an Ikea crib together. Yeah. And, and then, he's like, Danny, I think I can get behind Danny. Hey, Danny. And he's like, hey, Danny, you want to go shoot some hoops? It's just, it's just, class He's just destined ever. it out. So I feel we, like that you have to do that if you have kids. You have to like say it a few times. Oh, true. Because you have to run through a catalog of like all the people in your life that you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to remember it is that name. 
like bring back any okay. crazy memories. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm you're gonna like, throw out three names to you guys. Yeah, let's hear. Tristan. Mm-hmm. But you you, you give me a yes or you give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. If, if I've had good experiences. No, if you could do that for a kid. Tristan. No. Thumbs down. Yes. Okay. Um, Adolf. Adolf. <laughs> Can I go by Dolph? Can I go by A? Thumbs down. Um, thumbs down. Thumbs down on Adolf. For sure. Uh, John, you throw one out. Randy. <sighs> yes. Randy Cavan. Yeah, thumbs up. Randy. Yeah! Did you hear that, Katie? <laughs> we love the name Randy. She hates it. I love it. I would do Randy. I would no. name my kid Randy. Yeah. Tarmac. 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 I would do that. Alex. What about Alex? That was my sister's goat's name. He was a great <laughs> yeah. goat. Yeah, um, it was fantastic. But, okay. but the really sweet scene is when Miranda decides to reveal the name, which, of course, is oh, Brady. Brady. And See, people were saying it's Brady Brady, but then I saw the scene. I was like, Brady Hops. It's Brady like, Hops. Lay off. And that's, so that's what I'd like to do for this week's podcast within a podcast. Uh, it's a favorite time. It's a favorite guy. It's Steve Top Miranda. So, so in this uh, episode, welcome of Steve, to Steve Car- Welcome to Steve Talk, a, a podcast, podcast within, within a, podcast. a podcast. My name is John Sieber. I'm, I'm joined here by Kevin Doyle and Corey Cavan. Hello, uh, John is the official host. of I'm Steve the official Talk. host of, yep. of Steve Talk. Happy and to be for here. This episode of Steve Talk. Um, Steve gets a little bit emotional um, that he when he finds out that um, his, his uh, son with uh, Miranda's name is going to be Brady, which of course is his last name. And so for this episode of Steve Talk, I'd love to just hear. A brief narration. Um, he's about to get emotional, and Carrie really, you know, tells him to pull it together because right. Miranda doesn't want any of that emotion in the uh, hospital room. Mm. So I'd love, I'd love to just hear a little bit of uh, some of Steve's thoughts, internal monologue, uh, internal monologue or journal as he's processing um, uh, his his son's name. Wait, what? What podcast is this? This is Steve Talk. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was Steve Thoughts. <laughs> it's. Steve thoughts. Steve thoughts. Steve thoughts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is okay. Steve's internal monologue. Oh my God. His his name is Brady. That's my last name. So if you look at the way, you know, like names and paternity works, his name would be Brady Brady, which a lot of times I kind of think like. You know, a last name could be a middle name, which would be crazy because his name would be Brady, Brady, Brady. And the only time I want him to hear that is when he walks onto the court and people go, Brady, Brady, Brady. So his name's Brady Hobbs, which I think is great because my name's Brady and her name's Hobbs. And that means there's still a chance for me and Miranda. Brady, Brady, Brady. Hey, you want to go shoot some hoops, Brady? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brady. It's, a favorite time. it's our favorite time. It's, a favorite it's our favorite, favorite guy. guy. It's Steve Talk. Miranda. Okay. Thank you. Wow. That was, that was a great that was, Steve Talk. I think that was pretty accurate. That was, so was a soliloquy by Steve. Yeah. <laughs> that was I think beautiful. That, and that was what was going through his mind. Steve I will soliloquy. Say, I will say when he got. A little choked up. I there were we've said it. There were moments in this episode that started to get me choked up. That one was yeah. a, that was a. None of us have kids. No, no. We've had people on this podcast that have had kids. That's Many true. Of them. Not to bring it up. I'm sorry, Kevin. I didn't mean to. I didn't. I, I slipped <laughs> my mind. Um, I have. You have uh, kids. So something kids. something that no. if I do no. you, you have you have kids? No, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was I was. What if that's how he told us? <laughs> Actually, I I. I, I, uh, I, I have two to, kids. I have, to, yes, no, um, I have twins. <laughs> I forget what I was. Go ahead. Um, something that was surprising about this is I feel like uh, with like when there's a, a birth in a show, mm-hmm. it's usually like an entire episode or more. Yeah. Like it's usually like there's a problem getting to the hospital, which in this episode there was like a little bit of a problem and that Carrie couldn't get to the hospital. Yeah. And then there's like the to be continued episode. I actually just watched The Friends where – Jennifer Aniston's character has a baby. I forgot her name. Rachel. Yeah. yeah. And it's a two part episode because mm. it's like a big deal. You know, yeah. there's all the drama that happens yeah. at the hospital. And this, the entire birth was like a three minute Mar- thing. Miranda hailed her own cab. She to held the her hospital. cab. Her water broke on Carrie's shoes. And then 
she had a red face, didn't make much noise, and gave gave well, birth. And you, that was it. Yeah, but you did we talk about this or not? Did you hear know. about what the actor said about it? No. no. Oh, Cynthia okay. Nixon. Bring no, it. No, no, no. When they wrote when they wrote the episode, like the act the actor that plays Brady Hobbs was like, "Where the fuck am I in this script? <laughs> I thought I had a whole fucking episode. I'm just like showing myself one fucking time because." They can't cast kids. So that was actually an actor, oh. a full-grown actor that looks like a baby. Got it. And they were so pissed they weren't in the episode. Yeah, I can understand why. <laughs> like, and it affected their pay. They, yeah. They got wrote off the episode. They, they didn't get any not. SAG insurance that year, which was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. I feel like... Wait, the, was there anything... There's something that Cynthia Nixon actually said, or was, was that a bet? As a bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. This... I, the reason why this is a solid episode is it wasn't <laughs> on the backs of of this. I think it was showing like we really need to bring a lot to the table. And totally, we, we don't. Yeah, have it was just surprise. It was weird for me. It, it it's weird for me. I will say like I I had known that Miranda has her child in this episode, and I think you're right. The emotional pull. We even even we haven't really gotten to this as much, but Samantha and Richard's relationship, like the emotional pull ended up being a larger swath of a lot of things happening. Obviously, the Carrie Big thing was one, but the the pull was also like seasons have changed. And I think it's good they didn't put it just on the back of a baby. Totally. Don't put it on a baby's back. Their bones are soft. Totally. Yeah, but it's like it's it. you can't just put the whole thing on that one birthing moment. I do yeah. like that. How Miranda was Miranda through and through 100%. Like, even when she had the baby, she was like, it's kind of feels weird. There's like yeah. a giraffe in the room. Like she, she stayed true to her Miranda, which, which is, I really appreciate, which is not, it's going against a typical trope. That's like, Oh, I see it. I yeah. connect with it. Yes, now. Totally. I'm, my, yeah. I'm immediately a different person. That was yeah. one thing that actually, I mean, I have never had a baby. I will never birth a baby because I can't, I but Kevin has. But I will say that's something that I bet you could ask women who have birthed a baby who like they're given the child and they're like, this is weird. This is mine for yeah. the rest yeah. of my life. And it, the fathers would say the same, but yeah. I think that was played pretty straight and real, which was good. Yeah. Also, um, a thing with, yeah, I, I feel like that is with the underplay. Like her and Steve had two incredible scenes, the birthing scene and the Ikea scene. Um, of them putting stuff together. And I guess the show's power is when they can, uh, when just everything has, is like driving forward in such a way that it's like, you know, we saw at the beginning, we're putting it on, we're like, oh cool, we have 30 minutes. And it's like really not a wasted scene in that. No. And I know we did talk big, well, we talked more philosophy, but with Big and Carrie, it was pretty cool because that first scene with the empty apartment was very, slow yeah. yeah they took a lot of time with it yeah. and it was kind of beautiful because it was not like we it's season finale we got a lot to cover it was like kind of let you fall in love with their with their friendship and their yeah. relationship in oh. that which i thought I was agree. cool it was super well done also what's crazy is i didn't even think about this but i don't remember which episode it was where his is it the end of season three where she goes in and the walls all painted red yeah 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 so then this is the first time we've seen that apartment again and it's the end of season four mm. and the last time they kind of kicked off their friendship where she i forget what her line is but it's something about she like she says something about red walls says something about red walls yeah and then it's like the brian jock's novel about where mice are yeah, yeah. characters yeah i think that's yeah. what red they wall. talked about yep it was red wall but um but then we see them again now like sitting in front of those red walls and then she's like all right fine and they're good they kind of like kick off this friendship thing again which is yeah. what they did the last yeah. time they still got those freaking crazy red walls yeah i mean they definitely the red walls were definitely a a seed Oh, sorry, I'm yawning. I'm enjoying being here. I just I'm <laughs> so bored with season um, four. No, but I think the red walls were they purposefully did that for sure. Yeah. Uh, Can, let's talk about Samantha and Richard. Yeah. We need to cover Samantha and Richard. You, uh, Corey, you said it was like a bit of a winding, a surprised ending. Like you, yeah. you didn't think he was. You thought she was gonna just like find it, him doing business and not not. Doing business. Not doing business. Well, um, there's a little bit that was interesting where I feel like there's been so many times that we've been surprised by Richard. And I even said it last time. I was like, I don't know what this dude's deal is. I yeah. can't read him. And then I think we were like, oh, maybe we just need to like give him a chance that he actually loves Samantha. 
and then um, that he actually loves Samantha. But then um, I think that we were just like, she was like, I got you this heart painting, you know, which like I will say if anyone, I, I don't want to hang a heart painting in any room in my house either. Yeah. At the time, that was probably cool. It's at the kind time, of Ikea probably now. cool. Yeah, that's true. Now it's, it's like now you find it in the discount bin at TJ Maxx. It's a Marshall's thing. Yeah, now. it's a Marshall's yeah, yeah, yeah. thing for sure. But like, you know, back then it, it was probably hip. Marshall's has good cheap skin hey, products. So I agree. Off. Hey, listen, hey dude, look, you want to get you want to get I'm yourself, a Maxinista. You want to get some uh, Castronalo olives? Go to, go to like there's a lot of great pickled items at Marshalls that you can get for very discounted. I get all of mine where at Max. Dude, how Marshalls. sick would that be if we were sponsored by Marshalls? <laughs> dude, we just got to talk about how pickled many, items. How many large Hugo Boss sweatshirts would we have? Oh, Double man. XL Hugo Boss sweatshirts. Literally everyone who came on the show would be leaving with a Hugo Boss and a sweatshirt. bag of candied almonds. Yeah. And a bunch of a bunch of very fragrant smelling candles. candles. <laughs> totally. Hey, but. this is brought to you by every iHome product that you don't need. <laughs> every 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 hey. every iPhone charger that's gonna break in two months, we've got you. But Remember, at least but at least the cord's lime green colored. <laughs> <laughs> this one lights up. Hey, if any of you need a case for your iPhone 4S, we've got twelve <laughs> for you. Um so no, but my thing was I thought it was going to be that she kept trying to like figure him out and it was going to actually be a business associate. And it was like, and it turns out Sam snooped him out. He was, going, she knew he was going downtown on a broad. He was he munching. Was, he was in it. Yeah. At that he was point. definitely in it. I will say this too. Also, I mean, I really think in general cheating is cheating, but I have heard in other TV shows and other movies that it's like, there's a difference between being drunk at a bar and like a situation happens or just like full on face in a vagina. That is, that is about as harsh a cheating as you can yeah. do. But I so think. like it, what's interesting is looking back at it now, I, I, in the first scene where she was like, you're late. And he's like, uh, whatever I was running behind. I got, yeah. and, and she was like acting and I was like, she's acting very much not like herself. Yes. Yeah. She is acting like really belligerent and like insecure. And I was like, man, this is like very un Samantha of her, but looking back, she knew. Yeah, she knew. She, she had knew that all intuition. Off. She knew because she would know. That's why it's that's why it's interesting to me that it's like she would be the person that she's like. Everyone's like, "What are you talking?" She's like, "I fucking know." Yeah, if I know. If there's anything that I know, it's this. It's this. And there's also there's things that it's like how to know like he's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. Which when we go to L.A., we should have that guy on. We should reach out to him. The, he, George George Brent Stephanopoulos? No, his oh. name's like George, but he wrote George he's Brett, not that into played for the yeah George Brett the Royals for the Royals yeah. But um, the guy that wrote he's just not in into you, which turned into a phenomenon. Oh, he was a, a Sex and City staff writer. Oh, we should reach out to him. I'm pretty we, sure he we, was a writer. He on Sex might follow and City. us on Instagram. But anyway, that was one of those things that it's like people would all ask and he'd be like, all the things that Samantha did. It's just like he's late and he did this. He's yeah. Did, it's not a big deal. Right. He's just not that into you. Yeah. And she, she, I guess we liked Richard so much and they lured us into liking him. We were blinded. Okay. That they were blinded, but good. Quick, funny thing about that guy, and we can get further into this maybe in the next season. His name is Greg Brent. Greg Brent. He was a consultant on Sex and the City. And Jen Kirkman, who is a fantastic stand up comedian and listener of this podcast, told me and you that she thinks Burger was based Whoa. on him because oh, he was a stand-up. We haven't even met is. Burger yet. Fuck. There's a little Easter egg for you guys. Fuck. Throwing that out there. Okay, Fuck. continue on the season four stuff. Do you Who's think... Burger? Okay, this might be stepping out there, but having to do with fate, and then we have to move on to our ratings, but mm-hmm. having to do with fate, there's this thing that it's like it's on you. You can't escape it. Like you're like the things that like you want the most, like you will... You even if someone predestines, you're going to do it, right? Which I think there's some truth to some of that too. That it goes down to the deepness of the human heart. If you want something, you'll make excuses, but you'll go do it. Mm-hmm. Who does Trey love most? Do you think after the museum? Do you think he finally fucked Bunny Oedipus style? And that was a reference to Oedipus. Yeah. Okay. And this that's what this whole he killed his father. He sleeps with his mother, mm. and then they Bunny Bunny, <laughs> Bunny Bunny. Yeah. Okay. Sorry yeah. for wasting everyone's time. <laughs> hey, I've seen I appreciate Oedipus that. Rex. I've seen that uh I've seen that um Pollock that she showed off. I've oh, seen yeah. it. Do you think those are real? A, I, I, think I think that was, that was in, the in the map. Or in, in, I know, but what if someone's seen that Pollock? I also seen three Van Goghs. <laughs> I seen three Van Goghs. Isn't that, that Pollock's in the mat, right? Yeah, yeah that Pollock's yeah, in the no, MOMA. No, it's in the MoMA. Oh, in the MoMA. Sorry, they were in the MoMA. They were in the MoMA. 
in the Monet, but in the Monet, but do you think, wouldn't it be nerve wracking? Like you put in a light up? I think they were fake. No, I think they were. No, I think they were real. Really? Yeah. You better not have fucking turn, spin a ladder around and put your arms through That's true. Yes. All right. Let's, uh, let's do Cosmo rating. Oh man. Okay. So here's what we're doing now. We're doing Cosmo rating for this episode, not for this season. Cause we're going to do a season. We're going to do a season four wrap up. Okay. Um, Okay. Um, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm ready to go. I got mine. Corey, how are you doing? Over I'm here? good. I got okay. it. I got it. Five, four, three, two, one. Five. Point five. What? Wow. 3.5 for me. Wow. I didn't love this episode. Fuck you. All right. Where lot, do you, do you want me to go in the, you want me to go first? Cause I was in the middle. I can go first. I think, I think the Char- the Charlotte storyline was incredibly weak. I think they should have celebrated Miranda's baby a little bit more. Um, like, the carrying big stuff was great. It wasn't, it wasn't as emotional as like some of the other relationships. I think even like Miranda and Steve in season three were, were more emotional. And I don't know. I, just, I felt like uh, him leaving wasn't that big of a deal. Maybe that's because I'm not a big fan of her. Maybe that's because I'm not a big fan of them. But like, I don't know. This, this episode was good. It, was, it wasn't anything compared to last week's you have strong bin laden vibes on that rating (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i i receive what you're hearing what you're saying i hear it and Uh, now defend your five Corey can go i'll go um i think i might have had a little bit of a i i think that last episode was definitely the penultimate and the last episode I was just so freaking good. So I guess my rating, I gave the last one a 4.75. I gave this one a 4.5. I don't think they're close in terms of how good of TV they are. I think I'm probably getting a little bit, um, I think I'm a little bit, I got a little nostalgia and just a little bit of like emotional swell. Also, I got to say, they did nail the thing about fall in New York. Fall in New York and spring in New York are the greatest. And fall in New York is amazing. And so they really, carrying a sweater at the end, great. Also, we kind of missed the fashion thing, but I heard those, the Louboutins that Miranda broke her water on. Yeah. It was a good fashion moment. Um, <clears throat> but no, I, I actually really kind of like seeing Carrie and Big again, and even though their relationship has so many problems, it was actually kind of cool to see them again. The Charlotte storyline was weak, and it was like a week out, W-E-A-K out. Miranda's storyline, it was good to see Steve again. Baby thing could have been stronger. Was glad to see a good Richard and Samantha tie up. That's true. So I think they did a good job. It was good seeing Trey. It was good seeing Trey. It was nice to have Trey back. So Mm -hmm. I feel like they actually did tie some things up for a a freaking roller coaster season. And they did kind of launch us. I think that, I guess the reason I'm giving it a higher rating is that they said she was like seasons change Mm -hmm. and they worked in the season thing, which I'm a sucker for a theme. Uh, So I felt like they they tied the bow. It wasn't as good as other seasons or other episodes of the season, but they did it. Kevin? Uh, I think that... Um, I'll give you that the Charlotte one was a little weak, but they balanced um, nine nine characters. Uh, Trey was in there. Goodbye, Richard. Like they had more to do, and so if Charlotte had to um, take a little away, like I can understand that. But that was also like maybe finally, I don't know. It was a good season finale. I'm a sucker for season finales. I like. A little bit of the emotion, which even some really great episodes that I've given great ratings to um, are still uh, not ones where I actually get tingles. And I got a few tingles on there. I haven't really liked Big and Carrie for a while, and I I really like that. And I thought that it had more emotional resonance. Like maybe it was just it was like a good feeling rather than just like technically perfect. And so I gave it five. Maybe also because I heard season five. Is, is not good. Maybe that's a bit of a prejudice, but in general, I enjoyed watching it more than I've enjoyed watching a lot of episodes. And so for that reason, I would like to buy 20% of your company. Welcome to the Bradshaw Tank. Try my product. Your, your uh, review had some Ted Bundy vibes to it. Ted, Ted Bundy vibes? Yeah. What's what? that? What does that mean? He's the serial killer. <laughs> Why? Because you said mine had a, a Bin Laden vibes to it. <laughs> I'm saying it was. What kind of vibes? It was pretty. It was nice, but it was really it was shitty serial a little, killer in the inside. A little Bundy. Ooh, a little yeah. Bundy. It was a little Bundy. Okay. Um, come Yours to our was Oprah, fucking Corey. live show. Mine was what? Oprah. 
<laughs> if you're in New York City, Super come to our live show. Talk to us after. We'll all go get drinks after. Yeah. Let's hang. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a celebration of all of season four. We can talk about talk about all this stuff again. Talk about all of season four. Yep. We're giving away every two. Uh, they should all be Miranda books. Yep. We'll be giving away more stuff. We're going to give away a book from Jennifer Cation Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah. might even we might have a book also from another guest. We got a lot. We got. Uh, we're going to give away. We have something uh, from a past sponsor of ours, mm-hmm. and it is going to be ridiculous that we're giving away. We have an unopened copy of the original Sex and the City trivia game. Yes, provided totally. by my aunt Martha. Thank you, Aunt Martha. It's going to be great, guys. Go on iTunes. Like, subscribe, and give a rating. Go on Spotify. Follow the podcast. Send us a message. Send us your address. We'll send you a postcard. Just yeah. get in contact with Let's us. Let's do it. Let's mix it up. Let's mix it up. We love you all. Tell us to come to your town if you want to do a live show there. We'll yeah. come to your live. We'll come to your live town. And do a friggin'. We'll come to your live town. We'll come to your live town and do a live and do a sh- do a taped show. Yeah, we do. We're gonna just play a tape. We're gonna t- play an Instagram video of us doing this. We're just gonna play this video and we're gonna sit there and stare at you. All right. It's going to be awesome. I love it. All right. Okay. Love you all. Thank you, Bye. season four. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.